listener. Thank you so much for checking out Watery Death Show, an anime podcast so bad that it loops back around to being good. Or so we hope. Just wanted to take a minute and say that if you enjoy what you hear, you can rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to our YouTube or SoundCloud, or follow us on Twitter at Watery Death Show. We also have an inbox at waterweedesho at gmail if your message can't be fit into 280 characters. And we read all the messages you send and reply to them, whether they make it to air or not, because we really do love our community, which we hope you'll become a part of if you haven't already. But whether you do or not, you have our sincere thanks for listening, friend. Hope you enjoyed the show. Well, I've got I've got another joke that ties into that, but I'll save that for the cast. Just hit me the flash of light. I can't wait to hear it. Also, hello everybody. <laughs> oh uh, welcome to What Are We Death Show. This Please is come to our podcast. Street. <laughs> <laughs> You're being called. Stream of Thought. <laughs> That's the name of this. Hello, Yukinan. Hello, Tallulah Bell. Hello, everyone. Watching Hello. now and later. This episode one of, I think this is season five, I want to say, yes. of Stream of Thought. Shadon, yep. great record keeper, uh, knows this. We're just doing cold open. This is going to take some getting used to because <laughs> we usually start with music. Now we're just jumping in. Hope maybe we can get some more banter on the front end this way and satisfy Borgalia's need to, uh, like, just have all the banter out in public. We can, we can go like, closer to that. <laughs> I don't trust you. After all this time, I just don't trust you on this one. People change. Uh, um, uh, I am I'm the subtle doctor. Uh, I will be summarizing the episode here, uh, doing the boring stuff. But with me folks who are doing the heavy editorial lifting uh, <laughs> i have a man known for his beard as well as his fighting game chops uh best not really particularly impressive to be fair but i appreciate the sentiment best headphones in the biz imo it is uh shadon all the way from manchester hi shadon very yeah, known evening. for his asymmetrical hair distribution <laughs> Well, you know, you've you've got me uh you've got me bangs to rights there, Caro, but thank you very much. Yeah, I'm gonna be slipping those and every Caro, now and again. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh very good glad to be back to cover uh Sarah's am I, which I'm probably gonna mispronounce every single time I say it, but in a completely different way than what came before. So feel free to make you know, to keep track of it, make a drinking game out of it, all's fair in love and war and all that. Anyway, thank you all very much for joining us as usual. And also with us is the first lady of Watery Desho. It is the dark web herself, uh, keeper of the keys of pronunciation and ringer of bells. <laughs> Valerie Vorgalia is here. Hello, Vorg. Is that my full name? Yep, Valerie T. Vorgalia. What does the T stand for? Twitter. 
Okay. <laughs> com. See, it's it's funny because in one of my previous jobs, someone saw my email Orgalia and thought my name was Valerie Orgalia. <laughs> this is I didn't, realize, I didn't realize you were a character from a Star Wars fanfic, but exactly, hey, exactly, exactly. Learning, learning a lot here today. It's incredible. You know, which Whatever. which overpowered Empire super weapon did you blow up? <laughs> the space sodomizer. No? You're, impli- you're implying a few things here. Are you, you saying you wouldn't? Oh, so you're not a rebel. You're on the Empire's side. Is that right? <laughs> I, I saying, do know you. That I, is why true. Why not destroy a perfectly functional space sodomizer? <laughs> 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 when I can use it for personal gain. Mm. Well, it's got to be a rare yeah, item. Yeah, okay. How many space sodomizers exist <laughs> in this galaxy you want to keep I mean, the drop rate is quite low yeah yeah gotta got make bonus rolls each week on that <laughs> yeah. make sure to get warforged as well get the proper stats on it increase length why am i being called out like immediately oh my god <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying that you, you actually would have been doing a good thing by destroying it you know how many how much space had been sodomized up until the point you intervened Listen, just go drink your ketchup. I'll take care of the sodomizing. <laughs> well, before things get weirder, before you get too deep into the ketchup, Shadon, I'd like to bid our last fond farewell here to um, the Promised Neverland by revisiting the Twitter polls from last episode Indeed. and seeing we'll where see the they stand. Again in twenty twenty. We'll see him again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is only good. This is goodbye for now. This is not uh, sayonara. Right, so. Do you have the polls up, Shadon? Uh, I will pull them up presently. Okay. I okay. just want to make one quick comment, which is to say that I hope that when we come back to the Promised Neverland in 2020, they don't end up doing a One Punch Man Season 2 by farming the animation out to people using what I presume is a mixture of Microsoft Paint and... And a push post-it notes? Because, man, that shit looked rough. We can't get into One Punch Man Season 2 right now, mostly because it would just be I'll me. be very annoyed. It would be you, like, being bothered and me going, I didn't think it was that bad, because <laughs> I really liked well, it. I mean, you did say you recently got new glasses, so maybe that explains a lot of oh, things. Oh, yeah, there. no, maybe, yeah, maybe they're, anyway, they're just wrong. Anyway, maybe we, 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 we being the cantankerous old shit, <laughs> let's talk instead about polls. So, polls from the last one. Um, is Phil still a double agent? Reasonable question. You never know. He might be pulling a fast one of them all. Might have been in it all along. Uh, 63% said no, and 37% said yes. So even at the end of the show, there's still division here and there on Phil's overall role, as opposed to, you know, just being the, you know, the adorable little child who's always getting the attention from the camera and the kids and being left behind to, you know, somehow shepherd 15 fucking five-year-olds to safety. No pressure, (laughs) Phil. Good luck with that. Oh, Jesus. Right, so next up. Was Ray taking on a burden in the end after preaching that the children were useless all the way through the show? Did it bring the, all the tears? We had a couple of different options here. You know, you got like your Neapolitan option here. So we had all the tears, 39%. Some tears, 22. Jokes below, 11. And I'm heartless at 28. <laughs> and lastly, we had who was the star of the finale? Uh, we had four options for this one. We had Emma at 43, Norman at zero. No, no. Because he's zero. Yeah. But he was yeah. 
Ripley is dead. So I suppose <laughs> and that's more well, like, or did he live on? Star, though. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's fair. his legacy, but that's he, it's fair. not him. He was he's not the protagonist. It's true. He was definitely like, yeah, this is not saying he was like terrible. It's just like everyone recognizes yeah, it was a cameo terrible. performance. Yes. Not the story. He was a, for, he, was a he was a force ghost. Let's just be honest. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, 9% said Ray, and the winner at 48% was Isabella. Oh, we she won. One extra. Yeah. Damn. Nice. Wow. We have one extra vote from me. Well, <laughs> like, like you yeah. often want to do, put yes. an extra vote. Yes. I'm on oh, No, you. I'm saying I responded with saying Gilda. Don and Gilda. <laughs> right. I will you kill you. Hey, I was, I'm down for onion, kid. I mean, fuck his actual name. You know. <laughs> If he ever actually submitted a form to me or something, so, you know, for me to process, I'd just scribble it out and write Onion Kid as both his first and last name. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that was the Pulse of the Promised Neverland, and we'll see him again in 2020. But just to reiterate very quickly, thank you to everyone who joined us, uh, or has indeed caught mm. ever since then, on the Promised Neverland streams that we did. Uh, we're going to be taking things a little bit of a different direction now, because, of course, we're talking about Sounds of Mine. I just want to say before we even get into this, I remember mentioning at some point during our Promised Neverland discussions about how it's filmed very, I don't want to say plainly, but it's like very filmic, you know, it's not very out there in anime style, you know, there's nothing like stretching or anything like that. Uh, so Doc, of course, uh, you know, put us this show forward. I was game for it. And then I watched the episode. And I'm like, well, I guess I got my wish, didn't I? Because this shit be fucking cray. This shit be cray all yeah, up in there. So much. Mo most like, animation. Yeah, an, an assault on my senses, <laughs> in a way. Like, you know, so a good true. one. A very welcome one. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Indeed. But, it was, yeah. uh, it was not, like, how do I, like, I was not one of the folks that were vocally out there ripping the Promised Neverland for, like, 50% of it being all orange and 50% of it being all blue. Because <laughs> they did rely on those color palettes. But I recognize, like, yes, like, there was a lot of relying on those two palettes. But, like, this episode hey, hey, was Doc. so hey, colorful. Doc. Hey, Doc. Yes, ma'am. Do you want to die? I told you I was Is not one of the ones here. doing that. <laughs> Do you want to get murdered in your sleep? Actually, yes. If I'm going to be murdered, if I'm going to be murdered, I want it to be in my sleep. Please let that happen. <laughs> yes. This is true. This is true. <laughs> but, man, aren't, you, aren't you a polite psychopath? Right. Yeah, you're asking. Yeah. Give, yeah what's your I'm, I'm preference? Very, I'm very considerate. Yes, I'm very considerate. Um, Tallulah Bell, I love Ikuhara, like in chat. Me too. Prob like on the Mount Rushmore of anime directors, director of Saras and Mai. As, well, we'll get into that in, in a minute when we get into the summary proper. But just to finish my thought from earlier, yes, this episode, incredibly colorful, in uh, lots of motion effects. It was, as Vorg rightly put it, it was an assault on on the senses in a lot of ways. Um, there's just so much going on. It's hard to like process everything that's happening when you first watch it. Um, I could probably stand to watch it a third time and like get more stuff, <laughs> but I was only able to watch it twice for this. Um, any other thought, like general impressions, before we move forward into the to the summary specifics? Uh, 
Okay, actually, yes, there is there is one thing I want to point out very quickly, which we were discussing off cast. Um, there's obviously a lot, like, I, like a lot of people have been throwing a lot of material around discussing Sirens of Night ahead of its actual release, specifically relating to the mythological elements that have been translated uh, into the show, such as the campus, of course, uh, by which we don't mean the Twitch emotes, you know. Although there is a link here, is it all... As it turns out that, uh, what was it again? Uh, Capazon Prime. Oh, sorry, Capazon.jp. Yes, yes. So who owns Switch, as it turns out? <laughs> There's your link. There's it's a nice connected. circle, yeah. Yeah, it's all connected. Everything it's, is the connected. Of the people will be Amazon and Switch. I'm just saying. Uh, but back to my point I was going to make, which is that I'm going into this mostly blind on the mythology um, and various elements of it, like, you know... The derived from that. And I didn't actually read uh, much, if any, material ahead of time on that. Um, partly because I'm a lazy little shit, and partly because um, <laughs> I wanted to see if I could go into this blind and still understand and comprehend it. And not to pick myself up too much, but I think I do. Um, but I also am going to be curious to see how the show progresses as we go along. Um, you know, for people like, like me who... Uh, barely even understand Christianity, you know, and think that, you know, it's just a free, it's just free wine and bread on a Sunday. Uh, never mind what's happening over there. So, uh, no, just got to put it. that out there. You got Christianity. I'm happy. That's it. Yeah. You, you nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll I think I, I share a very kind of similar experience with you. Um, and yeah, this show is a bit difficult to get into. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm going to talk about this when you do, but I can't imagine like having watched this on TV like mm. once and mm. then I have to process that stuff in my brain. Yeah. If I had to describe this as any combination of anything we've seen before, I'm going to say that the closest thing I can get to, just based on this episode alone, mind you, is that it's a hybrid of Yusugiga and Kuchu Baranko. Knew you were going to do, yeah. When way, you narrow it down way. to our, our watch shows, yes. definitely those are the two. Yeah. Yeah. That's about the best thing I've got. Uh, but it is still very much its own products, of course, and uh, there's a lot to talk about, even if you literally think that Capra only exists in, you know, fighting stream chats on Switch. So uh, buckle up, there'll be plenty to talk about soon. Yeah, there's there's a lot to say. I don't think we're going to be able to be, like, comprehensive for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, to keep the streams... Uh, <laughs> not overly long and also because none of us is an expert on Japanese mythology and it, despite me having seen all of Ikuhara's TV shows I don't consider myself like an expert Ikuhara person uh nor am I like a, a, a film critic of any repute there's like a lot of different angles and there's like a lot of depth you could go into it that will be out there but like we still hope to offer something really valuable on a couple different fronts. Like when we are all going to bring our own unique perspective to this. Say like bad jokes. That's my, right. That's yeah. my... <laughs> that's our own brand of uh watery death show, the stupidity and uh, badness. That is also goodness uh, as we, as we were want to do. Um, but also we hope to get like some participation from the chat um, on, on an even stronger level than last season. Um, because, you know, and I put this out on Twitter via the Watery Death Show account, like, uh, this is just the sort of show that 
I mean, it's so interpretable and so dense and there's mm -hmm. so much going on that like, I want this to be less of us sitting there and talking at people and going, here is how it is. Even though like I am the most guilty of like falling into that kind of mode of doing these. Um, I want it to be like us kind of learning together and learning from each other. And we're going to have opportunity at the end after we've done our spiel and our discussion to take direct questions from you guys. So if y'all have any questions for us, or they kind of come up during the course of our talk, like uh, write them down, hold them off, and then uh, we we will get to those uh, at the at the proper time, at the appointed time. We've set aside some time at the end to do that. So just wanted you all to uh, let's approach this like together and try to learn as much as we can because there's a lot to learn. There's like so much going on, um, mm. and before we begin the summary, though. On a lighter note, it's Friday. It is the 12th of April. Yes. Uh, I want to wish a happy birthday to my second child, to my middle son out there. Hey, happy nice. birthday. <laughs> He's turning seven, which is like... <laughs> the birthday... Are you birthday. trying to turn Doc son into a kappa? That's a fucking terrible birthday present. No one else can hear it. Yeah, your, um, son, your son is being called somewhere. <laughs> he's going yeah. to the statue. He's, he's going to fucking problems with you with his age, apart from him to fight with <laughs> zombie demons in an alternative cardboard box hellscape. God damn it, Vogue. Why don't you just get him some fucking Pokemon cards? Was that That's too much to ask? Not interesting without that shit. Oh, fuck. Your son will thank me when he's 70 years old. He will. And we're, we're dead. And long gone, and <laughs> yes. he will thank you because oh. this video will live on in perpetuity. Yes, uh, on a server. Fuck my life, Carol. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Please, someone clip that out. That's, that oh needs to be God. our new sign off. Fuck my life, Carol. Carol, Carol, Carol. Listen, yeah, we we get nuclear war in like twenty twenty five, and this video is the only thing that survives. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> so I'm gonna my messaging tone actually. Mm -hmm. You should do that. Oh, I, I'm gonna be more self indulgent here. Uh, so once again, happy birthday to my to my kid, to my son, um, who is not a baby anymore, which is like just absurd. But like, so a while back, uh, I want to say it was during Banana Fish, Shadon. You will probably remember uh, there was a, a stream in which I got. Um, some news from my wife she was disappointed at the time she was rejected uh for like she submitted some paintings oh, to yes. to an art yes. show and that was a real bummer that was a real downer for her at the time that was her first time submitting well she is this weekend driving uh to deliver her four paintings to an art show that'll happen nice, nice. Uh, outside of Atlanta. So, yeah, I'm I'm so proud for her. Like, hey, good shit, man. Good uh, shit. So cool, yeah. Uh, Annie awesome. Annie Brito Hodgen art. Uh, that's her her Instagram. Like, so she has a website, but like most people who have a website, she hasn't updated it in forever. 
So like it's all mm-hmm. her kind of old stuff. Oh man, when you say that, I've got to get back to doing my fucking MySpace. <laughs> Damn it! Friendster, I need to check my friend requests on Friendster. Is friends Am I still real? friends with Tom? Is, is, That's the question. Is that a made-up anime social app, or is Friendster a real app? I don't even know. Because <laughs> I'm very old. I'm it is sure as of tomorrow when Baldelli gets her stop going. Oh, it's totally real, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, if you want to see what she's working on now and, and has... It's from 2002. <laughs> you can go to Annie Brito Hodgenart on Instagram. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway... So there's my my very self-indulgent. And if, you know what? Uh, if Ikuhara is a particularly indulgent director, so I feel of a kindred spirit. Wrong brand. Wrong being, brand. Being indulgent here. Uh, all right. So as Mirror said in chat, we don't have to worry about spoilers because there's no, like, ad- this is not an adaptation. We can all just be confused together. So here we go. Here's... The confusion. I'm going to try to keep this summary as brief as possible. I'm not going to be drinking for this. <laughs> I'm going to skim over a lot of details, uh, but we will, you know, if they are relevant to our discussion, we'll we'll talk about them. We'll bring them up. So, episode one. I want to be connected, but I want to lie. Oh, uh, creative stuff. Let me pull up the window I had open. So, as we all know, Sadas and Mai is uh, this mappa show directed by Kunihiku Ikuhara, again, one of my favorite directors, uh, came out of Sailor Moon uh, to work on and produce, direct, like, some of my favorite shows ever, uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena. Just, I think, one of the best things I've ever seen. Uh, One of my favorite anime of all time. Also, uh, so that was in the mid to late 90s Utena. Uh, and it was a good long while before he directed another TV show. It wasn't until 2010 that he directed. So he skipped the whole decade of the 2000s in terms of wow. directing. That's probably for the best for well, he, he skipped the bad CG phase? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. This is why he's a good director, because he knows he who knows. Like the he knows. shit. <laughs> he's a professional. I wish I could have hibernated throughout the fucking 2000s, but clearly he had the right idea. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Um, and so then he did Moaru Penguin Drum, often just titled as Penguin Drum, um, which is this really different thing from Utena, um, but, and it's actually the thing that this show, Sarazumai, reminds me of most is Penguin Drum, um, because the setting is very urban as well as this urban fantasy deal, uh, and also the signage and connections and in penguin drum the connections are train connections it's all it's a lot about trains and the paths trains take but the signage is important and everything there too um and then hmm this uh five years later i want to say 2015 he directed yorikuma arashi um which felt way more like theatrical to me than penguin Mm. drum uh, all his stories kind of feel like fairy tales in a way. Um, but so, so then after that, here we are four years later, uh, the gaps grow shorter and shorter, uh, and he's directing Sarazan Mai. And he doesn't, I don't think, have like a home studio. 
I believe each one of his shows. So I, I feel like I'm not looking it up uh, at the moment, but uh, please correct me in chat if I'm wrong. But I feel like Yorikuma was Silverlink and Utena was Madhouse. I can't remember who Penguin Drum was. Maybe, I don't think it was Bones, but this one is Mappa. So he kind of goes around to different studios doing his thing. Weren't Mappa responsible for Banana Fish, or am I misremembering? Yes, Banana Fish, Yuri on Ice. Um, some uh, the probably one of the better anime based on a card game, uh, and I can't remember the name of it. Shit! Oh, I can't remember. Kaiji. It's, it's got the the guy with like the the that big red afro. Oh, um, Bahamut. Oh, fuck. Bahamut. The uh. Bahamut stuff. Yeah, they did the first season of that. That was really good. Uh, and the the guy with the pompadour is in that too. Um, Sorry, this sounds amazing. What's this called again? <laughs> I think it's Legend of Bahamut Genesis, I think. It's um, a name. That's yeah. definitely a name. That is a name. That's just uh, smushing together words. It's uh, <laughs> like a name that makes her pants drop like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> pants up or pants down for Legend of Bahamut Genesis. <laughs> oh my god, he has a red offer. Oh my god, you're in a Yes, yes, in the middle of the Pompadour. <laughs> yes, they're there. <laughs> Um, there's halfway speed a clown then <laughs> so we have uh, some credits to talk about briefly here uh, Ikuhara on ANN is credited as being director but there's a chief director to this uh, yeah called Nobuyuki uh, Takeuchi and it looks like Takeuchi worked with Ikuhara on both Penguin Drum and Utena um was the animation director and a key animator on the Utena movie. Which, let me just tell you, some fucking great animation in the Utena the movie. <laughs> and uh, was animation director and episode director on episode 9 and storyboarder. Excuse me, episode 9 of Penguin Drum. So they have that prior relationship. Uh, it looks like the... series composition is credited to Ikuhara himself and... Uh, Teriko Utsumi. And Utsumi, this will be his first, uh, or sorry, their first. I don't actually know um, Utsumi's gender. Um, this will be their first series composition credit. According to, again, ANN's CV, we've got like script writing, production advancement, uh, production desk work. The most I'm seeing here is the script of five episodes of Enride. Um, a script of a couple of episodes of Cheer Boys and the script, two scripts to. Oh, I'm not, no, no, this is not me laughing at the content of the show, just the title. I've always loved the title of the show. I can never say it with a straight face. <laughs> the title is A Good Librarian Like a Good Shepherd. Right, this book is shit. Read this one. Is that the, is that the series, basically? <laughs> a wolf in book's clothing. <laughs> Wearing book jackets, sneaking around the... Like, God. I want to... Can we watch that show for Stream of Thought? 
Oh, uh, sweet goodness. So, oh, you'll have to let us know how Cheer Boys was, Trickster. Oh, sorry, you'll have to miss Felix. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Creative stuff is now out of the way. I'm sure we'll revisit those because we didn't talk about anything to do with animation, OP, ED, music, but we'll talk about those in future. Um, so, to summarize, I want to be connected, but I want to lie. Episode one, the story takes place in the uh, Akasuka district, and we've got main characters, Kazuki, Enta, and Toy, three boys, teenagers, and the story is about them. So, at the beginning... Uh, we find out Kazuki has these three main rules in life. Uh, he always carries this box with him, kapazon.co.jp box, everywhere mm-hmm. he goes. He must check the idol, Azumasera's lucky selfie fortunes every day, and upon mm-hmm. checking them, he has to like take these lucky selfies every day. And he has to mm-hmm. send them to someone who he says he has a secret relationship with. In this relationship, we find out from like the dream he has at the very beginning, when he's hit with the double-sided sign that is the katakana for the letter A, and an otter yokai called a kawauso on the other side that's playing with what appears to be a ball. He's hit with that. I'll talk more about kawauso later, but... Um, and he's saying, like, this connection is the most important thing in the world to me. I, I'll do anything to protect it. Um, and then he holds his phone because it's a phone connection. Connection. That's got so much to say about connection in this show. Um, so Toy, we then see using <laughs> using a fucking yardstick. <laughs> a meter stick, I guess. I don't know. But to... To some kind of uh, metal measuring rod to break yeah. into a vehicle or to well, while, while while you were studying, I was practicing the ruler. <laughs> oh my god! Been holding on to that one since the first watched it yesterday. I think it reminds me of Hibiki from Blaze Blue. Also, uh, no, he also I, I, fights well, Yes, powers. yes, but I'm going to go one better than that and say that he is the Persona Free protagonist. Oh. I mean, it's not like they end up in the dark hour later. Yeah. Oh, shit, they do. He's just, Ooh. like, a super grumpy version of that. Yes. Yeah. And, the, and then there's the dark hour later, so... Right. It all fits. <laughs> it all fucking fits. It's the retelling of Persona 3. Um, yeah, so he's he's trying to break into this vehicle, but is uh, seen by Kazuki. We find out, actually, it's Kazuki, but in the beginning, it looks like uh, Sarah, and she's taking a selfie... And she's saying, like, no, like, I didn't see you. Uh, I'm just here to complete uh, my mission with him. Dish. And then, uh, and I'll, t- listen, I'll talk about Dish you later, too. Uh, I think that's interesting. Um, so uh, she runs away, and Toy follows uh, him, her, uh, really him, follows Kazuki. <laughs> and... We cut to Kazuki hanging out at this Kappa statue. Um, Having reverse Clark Kensit. Yeah, exactly. So he's thrown all of his uh, clothing, his, his uh, stuff in a box, and in his in his uh, Kappa's on box, and he's hanging out looking at his phone, 
pretending to not be the person who was taking that selfie. But Toy sees the cell phone, the trademark pink cell phone with that uh, Mm -hmm. charm and says, look, uh, I know this is you. You've discovered me like you have to pay and takes a swing at him with (laughs) the blade that he was studying. Uh, They knock over this uh, Kappa statue and then once it has broken, they're enveloped by this black cloud of gas that turns them into Kappa or like a human Kappa hybrid. Um, and they're able to like, so you know that they're they're Kappa. They're by the way. There's a really good article on ANN called "Here's What We Know About Sarazan Mai So Far," where Lindsay Loveridge uh, takes a look at like the preview of Sarazan Mai and kind of picks it apart, but then talks uh, a fair bit about uh, Kappa and kind of what they are and and history there. And Kappa have this thing on their head called a Sara. That's right. Um, it's sort of like an indention or a plate. And as long as it is full of water or wet, they can walk around outside their aquatic home just fine. But if it ever dries up, they could shrivel up and die if they're not in their watery uh, casa. So this is why you have them sitting, the boys sitting on the stairs, pouring water on their head um, via the bottle. And also why you have them eating cucumbers, because Kappa love cucumbers. And, uh, man, uh, well, yes, Sara does just mean dish, but also there's another, it's also a play on words in this case, too, to Lula Bell. Uh, Sara also, um, and this is something Lindsay pointed out, is like the bar, it's like a borrowed... The borrowed English uh, salary, so Sara, can refer to that, um, which is, I think, a way that you can connect it to things like money and desire. Um, but and and Zanmai, Lindsay says, uh, is particularly significant when it comes to Sara because Zanmai is sort of like a indulgence or kind of like a a going crazy. So like, you can think of just blowing all your paycheck, right? You. You zanmai your Sarah. <laughs> you 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 uh you bet it all on a on a football game, right? And and lose. Um. So anyway, and then there's a sumo scene, which I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what is is uh, happening. Um, it was in the uh, calendar that was there. Because um, the calendar had the Kappa pouring the water on themselves. Yeah. Well, then, I thought was it a calendar? I didn't know what the pictures were. Like, I, each scene is preceded by, like, a crayon-drawn picture, but I didn't know it was a calendar, so I just missed that part. Yeah. yeah. Kappa, uh, very happy, <laughs> doing sumo. Doskoi. <laughs> um, hi, Apinovi, you're not late. Please come in. Uh, and thank you for coming. And yes, Yukinon, please reply to everything that the Twitter <laughs> says with dish. That would make me so happy. Dish. 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 <laughs> dish. So then we need to talk about Enta and what Enta's going on. So Enta has this box uh, at his at his house that has a little soccer ball keychain. I'm not sure. But he says it's something he wants to give to Kazuki when his sister bothers him about it. But it starts to float away, right? And uh, it flies away from him. And his have... sister, who I think is the, the teacher in the school, right? Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or is it his mom? 
I'm not sure. I, I'm Maybe she did something, something. Yeah. It might be. I thought it was his mom. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, wow. So, oh, yes, yeah, she is the teacher. See, these are things that I'm not. Like, I'm concentrating on, like, these small elements and then the big, like, I just missed that stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, Ravenscale. This is the Kappa anime. <laughs> and we're trying to walk through and figure ah. out what happened. Um, oh, he called her Onechan. That's right. That's why I thought sister. Okay. It, 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 feel, it feels very appropriate that we are trying to recreate what happened when part of the episode features around a crime scene of the destroyed Kappa statue like it's been murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was quite funny. Yes. Like, yeah. Exhibit, exhibit one. Like, oh, yes, cross. <laughs> okay, yes. It appears that the Kappa was basically struck around the head with a ruler, I believe. <laughs> uh, some sort of a uh, bladed measuring instrument. Uh, no, no it didn't anyone actually. Who... He grabbed onto it and then it fell under his weight, actually. Yeah, that's right. Um, I guess it didn't get cut originally, but he just kind of body slammed it to the grave, speared it yes, in the gun. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Enta, right? His box flies away. Um, and Kazuki and Toy meet uh, at this point in the episode. They meet Kepi. Kero Kero. Uh, Kepi is not a goddamn frog, as he as he says in the episode, despite his saying uh, Kero, which is what frogs say. Yeah, they don't say. I, I, I do, I do, I do like how it, again, like speaking to someone here who knows shit all about you know the mythology this originates from. I still do find it funny that okay, you destroyed my statue, no biggie. We're we're bros and all that, but you call me a frog. <laughs> I know. It's like, Please, I need your help. I need your help. Oh, you called me a frog. <laughs> I'm going to. Go I will serve your soul. I'm going to go inside, inside your house. <laughs> That's why I hope his voice actually is like if there's an English dub. Oh no, uh, you're um, you're freezing up uh, occasionally, Shadon. Um, hmm. Same to you, my friend. Oh, am I? Okay. On. Okay. Well, uh, I can try to reestablish the call. Uh, yeah. Brb, everybody. We'll we'll figure this out in just a sec. I'm not seeing any of this. <laughs> Are we both good? Okay. Yes, for me. But let me try to reestablish the call really quick. Okay, we've returned. We're gonna t- hopefully this resolved the issue. So. Yeah, it, it was my uh, I was doing my dance of you know stream stability there. It's like <laughs> what people do for rain sometimes, but I just felt like you know I'd pray to the uh, the ISP gods to not have a shitty connection for once. Let's hope they heard. So, uh, where was? Oh yeah, so Kepi is this Kappa prince, and he asked the boys for help, and. They, you know, call him a frog. They don't really respect him at the moment. So he, uh, like Enta's grandmother suggested, takes out their Shirikodama, which is this uh, mythological, mythic, fake organ that human beings have mm-hmm. inside their anuses. 
that is mm-hmm. uh, it's the storage. What? What? In the in the what? Inside yeah. the I knew it. I knew yeah. it. I yeah. fucking knew you would say that. I knew it. It's in their ass. I knew it. Where, I mean, the ass is the seat. Say, the seat of desire. I have to say, like, it's amazing that an anime has t- made the idea of you are literally full of shit literal. That's great. I'm totally down for that. <laughs> I can imagine this is like. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, they. It was. So, yes, Kappa have always been consumers of Shiri Kodama. Always, you know, they, and, and they also love the liver. And apparently, the Shiri Kodama blocks access to them from the liver. So they eat that, and then they will go and eat the liver later. Uh, those are friendly, cute, you know, little frog esque Kappa. Um, they want to eat your ass. <laughs> they want to eat what's inside your ass. So. <laughs> oh so uh right so uh then once they've done that right once they have have pissed off kepi uh their shiri kodama get eaten and they turn it sort of physically into kappa they get pooped out of kepi <laughs> which is really gross Good one. Uh, right. Um, so they 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 wake up post uh, new birth in the field. Is it the field of desires? Yes, the field of desires. Um, no, uh, and the, the you see a lot of like sort of uh, bathroom symbol or roadside symbol people. Not a lot, but a few of them. But the only like actual person that you see. Running around is Enta, chasing after his box, and he uh, the, the Kepi throws the katakana for A at his forehead, and so th- then they he can see them, and he's like, "Oh, what's up? Who's the frog?" And then so he, you know, oh no, sorry about that. I'm so sorry. Okay, now try. They should fine. should be so. With so I, th- I think like oh the no, for A in general is like established as a thing for connection in some way that's yep. what it signifies i see yeah yeah for sure because um, it like shows up in a lot of scenes especially in the scene where the ruler person ruler sword yardstick motherfucker <laughs> meets, meets the our cross-dressing protagonist the one foot it's like it's all over there yeah Oh yeah, and this this just the the only thing on these sides. It's like everywhere, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. A, even uh, even like, I, I, yeah. I think connection. I wasn't sure connection desire, but I think connection's a good. I think connection's a good a, thing because you know they can he can see them with exactly. The yes, and also it shows up a lot when characters meet and when characters this stuff happens. I think. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And the, it's funny the other side of the coin. Basically, like when he gets hit with the big sign, it's like the A, which symbolizes connection. And on the other side of that is a Kawauso, right? That um, that otter that I think does symbolize love, desire, uh, that kind of irrational, unfettered sort of thing. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. Um, then he gets pooped out uh, of Kepi, and he's now one of them. They're the three Kappa boys in this field of desire, and it turns out boxes are flying everywhere, which is so... Just, so okay, you go, go ahead, go ahead. Just to make this clear, in this, in this Japanese cartoon, three asses have been invaded. <laughs> yeah. In the first episode... <laughs> Yeah, and it's, there's right. more more like, invasion to come. There's more invasion yeah. to come. But how the mm-hmm. fuck did his box just fly up? His fucking sister. This is the episode like, in which people fuck? are being born for being shat out from a cap of okay, yes. Anything is possible. Yes, there are no sure. rules. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't get the the idea that this was kind of a magical world. Where all of this stuff just kind of happened every now and then. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know at this point. Yeah, um, and, and, and especially the, when, like, you know, his sister was fucking like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and so like, so that news report, what sort of a uh, news adjacent when Sarah the idol is doing her thing. And she's saying boxes are flying like, boxes everywhere. Are flying everywhere. It's like, like, what the is fuck? this really happening, or is this in is the this field actually, of desire? Yeah. Like, where? Yeah. So, but I think it was probably re- it's really happening because uh, I, I think Inta's it was just flow. the field of desire because the world was colored in the color of the field of desire. So maybe mm, okay. you know she's a spirit medium. Maybe she's just you know, it's just it's just there. So whatever. So Inta's is the only one that did this in the real world. Mm, I, guess. I think that maybe the, maybe the anime is just really telling us what Amazon's trend game is. I mean, they recently had that video of the blimp that was sending drones out like it was fucking Star Destroyer. Maybe this is the logical end progression of that. Hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. More Star Wars references. Good. Good. Still on brand. <laughs> uh, it's still, <laughs> still not exactly a normal world. Yeah, I mean, there are yokai running around. Um, so... Yeah, I mean the and oh, there's yeah. We'll see. We'll see kind of what becomes normalized uh, going forward and what is strange. Because um, people carry their fucking boxes around like it's not. He had a box under his desk. Well, like, just, <laughs> so, we'll get some later. Yeah, yeah. So it turns out that uh, Kappa zombies are stealing the desires of the living. They want to satisfy like the desires they had when they were still alive. So they're just taking them from. Uh, people who are alive, these desires uh, reduced to Amazon boxes, which is mm-hmm. important. <laughs> we'll talk about that mm-hmm. some more. So, mm-hmm. um, so they, so if they want to get their desires back, right? If 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 they want to get Enta's box back, uh, they have to remove the zombie uh, Shitty Kodama, which they can do now that they're Kappa. Uh, then the musical number happens, which is yeah. like incredible. Yeah, uh, incredible. Uh, I, I love this so much. Um, talk about theatrical. This was like just—it was just the best. <laughs> they just—I mean, how did, how did I how did I describe it to you before? It was a musical number mixed with a JRPG boss battle mixed with a colonoscopy. It's all those things together yes. at once because this show is just. The most. <laughs> it's everything. Anyway, Les Le Miserables 2 coming to you live. <laughs> on theaters. 
So what is in the very small font that I missed in chat? Yeah, so in the subtitles at the bottom. This program can't be seen by people. Oh, yes. Yes. That's okay. right, Yuki's oh, correct. Yeah. Those, yeah, they were so tiny. Yeah. And I missed the subtitles. Yeah, just was looking like there was so much text in that mm-hmm. screen. I'm like, oh, this is a romantic. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to ignore this. I'm just going to ignore this. No, 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 no. I'm now. like, that's what okay, I was so doing. This is like, yeah. I'm like, this is written in like English characters. This is romantic. What the hell is up with that? And was trying to understand. So mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Okay. And they only subtitled the A like a couple of times as well. Like when it was. The Wi-Fi symbol, which is like <laughs> fucking incredible. Uh, I, I love that, um, and I will talk about that. So many me saying I'll talk about that later. Anyway, gonna try to get through this here. Uh, there's just a little bit more. So they take the shitty kodama um, of the uh, while they're singing. They they take it. Uh, they reach inside the the box-headed zombie's ass to. Take the melty, delicious, gooey uh, Shirikodama. And... That's a sentence the subtle doctor <laughs> needs to put on his resume. Yep. It is I the... have said this live mm-hmm. on YouTube. It is the Hershey's kiss of the show, basically. <laughs> it is. So uh, then uh, they do the Sarazanmai, which they don't know, but then they instinctively can. Uh, because Kepi says, you must give it to me now before it melts. Quickly, do the Sarazanmai. What is the Sarazanmai? And then they just do it. Oh, it's um, like the Macarena. <laughs> basically. <laughs> it's just in the culture. We all know it. Is it, really. is it, is it the Japanese version of Gazonsite? <laughs> so to to do it, they have to all connect. And when oh they're, my god, that's w- another sentence. <laughs> when they're connected. Um, to do it. To do it, they have to all connect. <laughs> I love it. So, like, when they're connected, uh, we see them as, they're in their human forms, uh, sans clothes, they're naked, sort of surfing on thought waves, it appears. And they're able to see one of the boys, Kazuki's uh, desire, his hidden secret desire that he didn't want anyone to know. And so they find out, like, that he's dressing up as Sarah uh, and taking these selfies and uh, Inta is puts a brave face on but it, when the original reveal happens you can hear him just being like oh my god like what the fuck and Toy is just sort of like yeah this fucker is weird and I don't like him <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah yeah that and that happens kind of in the fallout after they give the Shirikodama to Kepi, who spends the rest of the episode looking full and drunk, very bleary-eyed. And ge- I am genuinely shocked he wasn't smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I know. <sighs> I know. He should have been. Um, Was this good for you, too? Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, Kazuki's desire leaked and was transferred. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the wording is... It's particularly good. It's, it's very fucking suggestive. Maybe it's not suggestive in Japanese. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, once the desire has been assimilated by uh, Kepi, the signs that were showing... Uh, and now I can't remember how to pronounce it. Uh, Kawa Uso, the otter. Uh, they had all been turned to that. Then they are flipped back to 
the katakana of A, it's with the pink circle around it, which that circle around it totally reinforces, I think, what your theory is about it being connection and being shorthand for that. Um, so the signs are flipped. Uh, we get the fallout. Um, and when the two other boys, Toy and Inta, are kind of arguing a little bit about what they think of Kazuki now that they know his secret, he's just sort of like, the, the final part of the episode pre-credits is just, you guys shut the fuck up. I didn't ask anybody to understand me. This is my business. I'm going to do what I have to do to prote- protect this connection to uh, Harukapa. Uh, we don't know who Harukapa is. We assume it's it's That's the, the, the little idol. sister. No, that's the, the idol. I, is it? But is it? I thought it was the girl at the end laying in bed receiving the messages. Yeah, no, that's no. No, I thought, no, I thought no, that was no, her. No, 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 that, no. That's, that I, was I, her. The idol, is, the idol is Azuma Sera. I thought it was the... Uh, maybe I missed the name. Okay, so it's... Yeah, so he's... I, I know what the confusion's about. And that's because we see the two, like... Because when the the thing starts, we don't know that the dude's actually cross dressing, so yeah. we think they're texting each other. Right. Well, here's the, here's my here's my thinking on this. You recall we, something we skipped actually, which is there's a brief scene earlier in the in the episode where there are two cops who will see post credits uh, uh, yes. looking at a guy who's got a box on his head, mm-hmm. uh, who it turns out is actually the body of the zombie they fight because the zombie is a box head lying down. Uh, and it turns out his secret desire was just to hide his head in the box. Yeah, now, here's NBA the thing. <laughs> here's the thing, right? What we saw uh, when he was in the police station was he was looking at his phone, and then the idol was speaking on the phone, but then there was the otter symbol. Yes? I don't remember. <laughs> but, I okay, remember. Yes, we'll, we'll go. We'll go. No, so, no, no, we can go with that. So, sure, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. So we see the otter symbol on that girl's phone again later. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that the girl is not the person that he is texting or messaging constantly. Maybe. Rather, she will be the source of the next spirit they fight because of that connection there that's been established by the otter symbol appearing. The otter symbol is everywhere. <laughs> so, like, yes, but it's, specific, but it's specifically on her phone at the end of the episode. Well, and she does, but she does talk about Sarah as if she's a different person. Sarah is the idol, and then when the little girl is sending the text, who that's who I think uh, that Kazuki is in a relationship with via phone is the little girl who's texting, right? And the little girl says, Sarah, you make me so happy. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Well, we'll see going forward. We'll see. We'll see. It's like a Norman Bates thing. <laughs> this could be. Uh, yeah, and so he says that he'll pretend to be anything to protect his connection with her. And that is the episode because... I don't have it in me to talk about the post-credits, but there is a post-credits thing where some cops point a desire gun at a person, and there are also kitties. There you go. Oh, that was real? Oh my god. Those are the two cops we saw earlier. And the, I the, the, made that up in my brain. <laughs> the co- the mm-hmm. one cop with the longer white hair, like... Oh, the, not a baccio. The, the voice actor and the appearance, like... This is this is a Kunihiko Ikuhara bad guy. <laughs> like he reminds me so much of the bad guy from Penguin Drum. I don't know. Maybe maybe Ikuhara will subvert me here, uh, and Kepi will turn out to be the bad one or whatever to to be in the wrong. 
Uh, or maybe well, they're both well, well, but anyway. Well, bear in mind also the idol that we see, What I can't remember her name again because I'm terrible. She has what looks like a female Kappa princess as an icon next to her uh, on, this, on the television broadcast. Something else to bear in mind as well. Oh, is is the character at the end a boy that was saying, Sarah, you make me so happy? Well, we'll figure it out. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I don't know. I thought it was a girl. Panino said it was a boy. I thought it was a girl. I Fucking hell, man. I don't know. We'll see. This show is confusing. It's very confusing. I'm going to do it all right. My brain hurts. Blow for blow, we're doing all right so far. We're coping. We're coping. <laughs> okay, so okay, we'll, we know. Shit. we'll figure this shit out later. So the one thing we know. Take the okay, let's go back to what we know. Let's just go back to what we know. There is a lot of ass to be hands. <laughs> let's mean, go from there. Like, from the early shots of, like, Kazuki walking and his phone charm is dangling and it's just like, camera on the butt, camera on the butt, camera on the butt, butt, butt. butt. Does yeah. have a camera on his butt. <laughs> just... Which... It's a plot point later. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the butt shot is a plot point. Someone so basically, take this mic for me started. and discuss. I will. I will. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so let's get this started then. I'm going to start by talking about um, con- the connection idea that you had there because there there's a prominent just like stylistic detail in this show, uh, which is the regular people of the city walking around basically being, they look like the symbols that you find on a restroom a door, basically. They're that plain, they're that ordinary. And my initial thought was, okay, is this just a stylistic kooky choice quirks? Or is there something else a bit more to it? And having thought about this, I actually do have a theory on this. Um, you'll have to indulge me a little bit. Um, the idea that I get about this show is that our three characters who are, you know, at loggerheads with each other for various reasons, uh, not least of which is the secret that's come out that's now going to potentially drive a wedge in them that they will overcome because they're kids and this is a big thing to deal with, uh, learning about the cross-dressing. But it's about them forging connections with each other, as it is with everyone else. But what I think is important about the idea of these uh, background extras just being so plain and ordinary is that it reminds me of something my therapist once said, which is, this is not the kind of same thing, but they said, if you don't ever allow people to prove you wrong, you will never, ever get the chance to judge them or open them up to them to allow them to do that, you know, to do the things that need to be taken off your hands because you're too overly self-reliant. Why is that relevant to this, you might wonder? Because I think the intent here is to show that, um, I forget the lead character's name again, and that makes me a terrible critic. <laughs> if, you could, if you could intervene for me, Doc. Uh, Kazuki. What was his name again? Kazuki. Yeah. I think Kazuki, because a lot of these times we see Kazuki in particular walking amongst the crowds, not the other two. I think the intent here is to show that Kazuki is very closed off from the idea of even trying to connect with anyone um, apart from his schoolmates. Like, the people that he sees out in the street are people that he would never countenance the idea of getting to know at all. They're all just mm-hmm. cardboard cutouts to him, right. which ties to his idea. So I think that's why that background element is there. It's meant to be a representation of his closed-off nature that even in public, he, like, no one is distinct or, you know, worthy of his interest or connection because he's closed off through his own set of free rules, which is to maintain that connection with that person, whoever that is, at all costs, and not, of course, to get with anyone else. I think 
uh, wasn't it Monogatari series that also does this to a large degree? Didn't yep. Kuchibaranko do this? Yes, it's it's a technique that's I've seen a few times, like so, well, several yeah. times. The first anime I saw it, it was I think Dura Dura Dura. That's two thousand nine, and I think one of the one of the people I mentioned earlier, either uh, uh, chief director or uh, screenwriter. Uh, worked on that show too which again i think there's big similarity uh especially in terms of setting and stuff and and this technique hmm. yeah so that's why i think that's here and i'd be curious to see if the series goes on if that changes at all or if it just remains as is um but that'll depend of course on the arc that's plots out for kazuki so we'll see how it goes on over to you passing the ban oh okay sorry i for some reason, thought you had more. Um, okay. I do have more, but yes. yes. So, yeah. Um, well, I think the first scene is so great. I'm so glad you brought it up. Like, uh, because it's it's the dream sequence of uh, Kazuki jogging. Um, and, you know, and he says, like, everyone in the world is connected. Um, and that that's like the foundation for the show. Like the first line, like everything is going to, I think build on that. And I think he said, everything is connected. I think he said the world is full of connections. Sorry. That's, that's what I meant. Yes. Everyone, right. Like the world is full of connections. Like, well, okay. So here's is right. The world is full of connections. And then you have in, uh, Emily Rand, shout outs to you referenced, uh, in her first episodic write up, uh, Ikuhara did this interview in Pash plus where he talked about his thinking behind the show. And he talked about everyone and being connected uh, today, like via, of course, phones, internet, social. And I think the show is going to, like, interrogate this this reality. Like, okay, uh, everyone is connected. Uh, we can interact with each other all the time. Um, but what does this mean? Does this mean we're really connected? Like, what does this mean about us? What does this mean about connection and how we understand connection? like the nature of it um when it has when it when connection also the sacred thing connection becomes commodified becomes what is is sold to you by capazon.co.jp uh mm-hmm. what is like these these platforms are built on this idea of connection the platforms to sell ads right to sell you more stuff so like mm-hmm. connection being commodified I think is super duper important for this show. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, well, let's just put it this way, right? You can't see it out of shot at the moment, and probably because I'm still, you know, in full on PowerPoint mode. But I do have a couple. <laughs> of, I do have. A, I do have a couple of figures up there that I've mentioned before. Okay. And I've brought this up the idea before in the past of you know having material objects of why it's not going to serve any function other than just to have sentimental values, remind you of something that you appreciate or like. Uh, something that has meaning or value to you. So why the Cap- why the uh, Capazon JP boxes you might think to yourself? I think this show's going to start leading into quite a strong critique of consumerism and materialism, would you believe? Mm-hmm. Um, because here's the thing, right? What was the other kid's name? The nerdy one who was also the soccer-like partner That's with Kazuki? Enter. Enter. Mm-hmm. Enter buys that soccer thing, or what to me looked like a set of headphones. It doesn't really matter what it is, though, because here's the point. He's buying it for Kazuki. Mm-hmm. 
But that's how they're forging this connection between each other that's been kind of lapsed. Oh, you were talking about life. this the other day in reference to another anime that I won't talk about. <laughs> oh, God. You were talking yep. about the same thing. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Except in that other show, that's meant to be earnest and genuine as opposed to completely materialistic. But right. I'll talk about that in the future. For now, here, that's the framework that he's trying to approach this with. I'm going to give him this present. I'm just fucking talking to him. I mean, you could, I do both even. I don't know. But, like, that's the material nature of how the, their relationship is. Strained as, and, you know, lapsed as it is otherwise. I'll give you something. I'll give you a physical thing. How about talking to them? No? I mean, they did. He, it's basically like, you know, uh, uh, Kazuki Mishima. He skipped, uh, like, basically left the football club thing, right? So he, right. you know, uh, they when talked I, when I say... about this. And, like, he just kind of, you know, wanted to give him something to help. Well, when I say talk, I don't mean just simply, like, hey, you would, like... Because that's just there for exposition, so we know that they have... Oh, no, 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 I don't think that yeah. was talking. I think they'll definitely talk, but, you know, he de definitely kind of cares about his friend. He wants him to get him. Yes, get him. but only giving them the material thing, I think, is what the show is trying to say is not sufficient or, you know, inadequate, I would argue. Hmm. Bear in mind why he freaks out so much that his box floats away. You know, all the, everyone else's boxes. Like, I, yeah, I just assumed, basically... Oh, well, you can continue, but... It's just basically material things, like, you know, all this shit that people are buying and carrying around with them. That's their, their desire, and it's their desire specifically, that's what they're called. Desire for material things. My... What about just connecting people otherwise? Yeah, hey, my my counterpoint to that is that the outfit that Kazuki Mishima has is not just a material thing. He doesn't want it because it's a cute outfit. He wants it because it enables his connection with other people. I think the box is aren't quite yet uh, kind of criticism of, of kind of materialism. Quite yet. I think they'll definitely get there. But I think they're mm -hmm. just a vehicle for connections, for desires. In, in, that, in that kind of scene, the nerdy kid wants to be, you know, wants to hang out with Kazuki Mishima again. He, want, they, he wants him to be in his foot, football club and everything. And it, especially like the boxes at the police station, I think. Like it was the police station. The dude had the dude with the box had a box over his head. It's the same box. It's like his desire. But like, there's tons of boxes also in the background at the police station because that's kind of where they're also they're also in the car. They're also in the car yeah. lot as well. Mm. Yeah, because probably that's where like a lot of uh, people's desires are kind of exposed. You know, in the police station when they get arrested for stuff. But on top of that, uh, the other kid, uh, Persona Free protagonist, whose name I also forget because I'm bad. He's stealing cars. That's the first thing we see him doing. So again, obsession over material things. I that's not what's some... in his box, though. That's not what his box symbolizes. We haven't seen his box. I but heard... He, we I, don't have to, I heard have it to was yet, a, though. We I, heard see it was a, uh, I heard it was a gun <laughs> in this box. I thought, I think Ooh. in the pre-release material, it's a gun. Yeah. Oh, so that, I, I'm just saying, I don't, like, nothing that is actually in the boxes has been material in any way. And nothing, none of it was about kind of, like, hey, this is an object that I want. All of it enabled connections with other people or symbolized connections with other people. I'm not talking about, about I'm just them. straightly talking about nicking the car. 
That's okay. still steely stuff that, that you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, sure, sure. I'm just kind of still addressing kind of the point from before. But sure, yeah, he was fucking making the car. He's a fucking asshole. Whatever. He's a fucking ruler. Think about... Uh, I think it's interesting, like, to combine kind of both of your thoughts. Like, they it is all material in the boxes. but But it also doesn't have to be. And also, like, I don't know, maybe maybe it's, like, these material objects that you can buy, like, that's what people are forced to kind of, shoot, like, box their desires into. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And because it's like they're all reductions. Because, like, if you just looked at Kazuki's box and saw, like, his desire isn't to cross-dress. Like, it's so much more complicated. Like, he wants to have this connection to complete the mission, you know, maintain uh, whatever relationship he has with um, Harukapa in the way that he believes that that's done, like in the sort of way and it's the world that's influencing the way he understands connection and how he can establish it. If anything, he hates himself for cross-dressing. That's made pretty obvious when he's like judging the box dude for having a secret and shit. So he hates himself. Gosh, that Hmm. was such a part, man. Oh, that part. Damn. I mean, this is why I also think it's too, like, uh, too just obvious, I think. Well, this is why I actually still think it's the idol that he's trying to connect with and not this girl at the end. Because in trying, like, in arguably point on the mannerisms and the clothing of the idol in question is a form of connection, you might argue. That's the way of connecting. It's like when people cosplay. That's right. them expressing a connection to a, you know, pro- a property that they're fond of. Um, but that the reason I was saying, like, you know, that it's materialistic is that that's different than simply, you know, just talking to that idol normally, or you know, it, it's display, it's perf- it's performance, it's theater even if you want to call it that hmm. Forgelia share, share. Hi. hello hi how's it with dark web I how are you about, I... <laughs> I will kill you <laughs> give us some some memes some dank fan fiction no what yes, did you tequila. what <laughs> Do you have anything do, anything you want to talk about? Read the episode? I don't See, want to just talk. The boxes, the boxes were the thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. And that was more or less it. I guess the accessibility thing is another. But oh, that's yeah. Shaton's topic. And well, I'll, I've already I'll kind of covered that, really. I've already kind of covered that, really. But uh, just to start fresh here on... I Like I say, I know nothing really about Japanese mythology, but what I picked up through the process of osmosis throughout the months slash years... Yeah. Um, so the open question I want to ask here is, like, I've seen all this material flowing around about Saren Zaman, like, you know, people explaining it. Part because wants to ask, without criticizing the episode or indeed the people doing this, because it's great hard, it's hard work, it's good work, don't get me wrong. Shouldn't the episode itself be, in some way, providing that info for us, that context that's necessary to understand it? Uh, I think it does, actually. What do you mean? Because it doesn't explain Kappa's in great detail. It it doesn't, but like basically, it shows you. I mean, I don't know what the I don't know what the odds are. I didn't know what the odds are until they're explained. 
I don't Me neither. Me neither. About the otters. But I think the show does explain a few things. And it, oh, it will does. probably expl- explain the otters. But what I'm saying is, if you kind of go into the show knowing that it's going to be heavy on kind of like, you know, Japanese mythology, and it's pretty like kind of obvious that it's going to be heavy on Japanese mythology because of the way mm-hmm. the characters kind of discuss it and stuff. Uh, it's it's pretty easy to kind of like just go with it and be like, okay, this must be what things happen, like must, what kappas do. This must be kind of part of the mythology and stuff. So you kind of, I think, learn it there while the episode's happening. And then the episode itself is kind of explaining the stuff about, you know, the the ass stone. <laughs> the ass stone. <laughs> I love it. The legendary artifacts. Yes. <laughs> <so weird. laughs> <laughs> fit uh, only for Thanos's gauntlets. I speaking of Thanos, like we had, this show beat Avengers Endgame by two, three weeks in the you know <laughs> yeah. someone flying up someone's ass to you know kill them. Yeah. Yes, very good. Yeah. Fucking Thanos, he, right? He's like a he, reality stone. What about the ass stone? Yeah, eat shit, Ant Man. You're too late to the party. Thanos yeah. Myers beat you to it. No, well, here's the thing. Yeah, right, a lot of a lot of the stuff is explained, I think, regarding the Japanese mythology. But what I think is weird is the structure and kind of the editing at the beginning. Mm. There's a lot of weird skips, a lot of things that pretend to be dreams, a lot of mm. like weird stuff that happens for seemingly no reason. And I think for a first time viewer, they might be pretty confusing, or like right because. Even if you, you know, you can, can kind of go back and watch the episode and it's basically, oh, okay, cool. You know, this makes sense now that I kind of know what's happening. Hmm. Uh, but the oh, first wait. time you're kind of overwhelmed with information and overwhelmed with like weird kind of jump cuts and stuff hmm. where it's like, it's so difficult to keep everything in mind. Hmm. Well, when I say about like explaining stuff, I'm not obviously advocating for a huge episode, uh, like exposition dump, I mean to say. That would fucking ruin it. That would that would be awful. It'd be shit. But here's the thing, right? I understand what Tulu Bell says about, you know, if you're Japanese, you'll get it. But while I'm obviously not also advocating that this show be made for a Western audience, because that would mean it would be probably crap, uh, what I am saying is that it has ultimately had to pass through the filter of translation. Uh, and there are no translators noticing this, although there was, funnily enough, in Fruits Basket, which I watched last week. Although Fruits Basket was, right. funnily enough, similar sort of premise. Uh, you know, is three guys or a couple of guys who transform into animals of mythological origin, Chinese Zodiac. Yeah. Uh, but we got one then uh, because they had to explain changing from cat to dog as in from, you know, a cat year to a dog year, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the Zodiac. And there are no translator notes here. So I'm just thinking to myself, like, I don't mind it being a conscious choice to do that. And I'm not, again, criticizing the episode because I kind of still understood most of it by the end of it. Um, barring what we've learned today uh, from listening to yourself, Doc, when you were talking about the Aussie okay. Um, but I just think to myself... Shout to Lindsay. <laughs> shout out to Lindsay, yeah. Um, as an open question here, like, would they have been to benefit the show or to its detriment if there had been such moments here and there? Not in excess, of course. I'm not asking for, like, you know, the, uh, what was it called? All according to Kaikaku shit that I've seen once, <laughs> right, this entire fucking paragraph on the screen. I don't want that. I don't want that. I miss so, those days of fan subs. Yeah. Translator's yeah. note. The whole series. Yeah, yes. yeah, like the whole fucking Wikipedia article. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. I'm not asking uh, for that. But what, the open question I'm trying to ask is here. Uh, would it be beneficial or detrimental if there had been at least a 
couple of those to get people on the on you know in so, the crown run. This is just the first episode. I think we would have lost maybe a, bit, a little too much of the style mm. to have this kind of thing, uh, this kind of this kind yeah. of exposition. Look, I, I don't watch anime. I'm not like into this shit that much. I mean, I, I am, but like well, I, trying I, to con- right. we've been trying to convert you for a couple of years. <laughs> like, it's never I, gonna work. Like I, I don't actually like watch it. Don't watch that much. So I don't know like a lot about Japanese mythology, and I feel like I got a decent amount, even though I don't really know anything about that stuff. They love uh, asses and also dicks. They just eat the cucumbers. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That's what that means. <laughs> well, Ka- Kappa really love cucumbers, even from yeah. the legends. They but say that's, that. they that. that's why, I guess. Lindsay was saying I, that, I was uh, fucking like, okay, so they're clearly kind of, you know, being... Uh, kind of compelled by something to do these things. I was expecting them to like they're munching the cucumbers but they're not actually munching them, they're just swallowing them whole and then at the end when they kind of both stop, I'm like I expected them both to like choke on the cucumbers. Oh my god, fighting game they're not chewing them. Are you, are you <laughs> yeah. saying they should have spit instead of swallow Vogelia? Oh my god. Brilliant. There's a piece of fighting game lore in the chat. Just saying. <laughs> their gag reflex is probably not trained. Wow. See, I've never played Star Gladiator. That's a Me that's a, a Capcom joint that I did not. I, you know, I know what's his face is in Marvel 2. Is it Hayato uh, from Star Gladiator? Yeah. That's all I know about oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but apparently there's a like secret Kappa character in it, and his throw animation is him <laughs> pulling out your Shiriko Oh my so, god! So, so that was on something there. This show might just be, a, you know, quite queer. Hey, there you and, go. Hey, that's fucking great. I'm yep. down with that. If he gives us, if he gives us vibrant, fun shows like this, that's all entirely my fucking thing. I- Iku, like, yeah, um, very much has uh, gone for these issues in the past with Utena and Yurikuma. And even uh, even incest to a degree in um, Penguin Drum. So yeah, he's his shows be about sex and mm. and also queerness. That is absolutely the case. Um, man, there was so much good stuff being said. I cannot remember what I was going to fucking say. God damn it! Um, um, oh, accessibility. That. We're talking about accessibility. Oh yes. Um, okay. Okay. So, I think this is very fair what you're saying. Um, that this is not necessarily like an all audiences accessible kind of thing. Um, that I think there's a lot I of. Will, um, oh, go ahead. You go ahead. I, I will say, because it just pops into my head. This is basically me just throwing out the uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice oh uh, fucking easy mode shit, <laughs> isn't it? It really is. No, no, and no, no, no. I should no, no. stress. I should stress that while I post this out there as, a, as an open question, a, I'm perfectly fine with the episode as is, even as someone who, as I mentioned before, went into this pretty blind. And b, I do think it's an author's right and their prerogative if they want it to be obtuse and you know require engagement or untangling. For them to fucking do that. If that's what you want to do as an author, then go for it. Just as long as it's not to the overly obtuse point. But much like anything else, like, you know, what content you can put in your shows uh, or your works, simply the act of doing it is never wrong. It's a question of how you execute it. 
Uh, again, I'm just kind of uh, lampshading something I'll be discussing in the future. <coughs> <laughs> good. Very good. I, so, yeah, I, there are different kinds of, of media, different kinds of art when it, when it comes to this sort of thing and what they expect from the viewer. Um, and I think, you know, the, the goal of this is to expect more from viewers like us. Like the show is just doesn't really make any bones about that. And there's a lot of shows that don't like even ones whose plot isn't as like kind of obtuse or who does don't rely on symbolism. You talked about like those mixed media projects, right? which I think is a good thing to bring up. Like those are, those are things that we pan because they're not accessible because like they force you to like go out and buy, um, you know, a video game, a visual novel, comic books, uh, Mm. phone stuff. Like, and it's all the stories all connected and you have to, to understand all of it. Uh, and to get the full context and closure, you got to look at everything. Yeah. I, I had this issue with halo of all fucking things. Like, well, I literally Halo? have to remember. Yeah, Halo. Hello, From Star Wars. Yeah, Halo. Like I remember a friend of mine who I once had. Like this is when we were much younger, but like this is around the time Halo was still mega popular. Uh, we were discussing it. So you, were around, you, know, you were around forty at that time. Yeah, you know it was golden <laughs> years. <laughs> I never and ever since then, you know, I've not aged a day past one hundred and twenty. But anyway, um, like I was discussing with him, and I said. Okay, I like the plot parts, but you do realize this bit makes no fucking sense. Or is it developed properly? He said, yeah, but it's in the books. Okay. Ain't in the game, though. Don't want to read a fucking book to get what should have been in the game. Oh, this is true. Right. Yeah? You know, like that. And this is the thing, though. There's a, there's a difference immediately between that and, of course, what people are doing in analyzing, which is we in turn are analyzing it now. Uh, you know, we're not. None of us are the official companion piece to this show. Uh, we're decidedly unofficial. You know, bootleg. Even I would call. Didn't they do uh, this for Star Wars too? Like novels after were like, oh yeah, all this the, stupid happened the, because all this stupid the, happened because Palpatine was controlling everyone's brain. This was the extended universe stuff, and that was non-canonical. Yeah, exactly. So that's fine. That's uh, okay. There's different levels of canon, actually. It wasn't G-level canon. Oh, man. Talk about Grand Admiral Thrawn for a while, please. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, but also, I remember similarly something else that's kind of an example of this even worse, which was 2009 Star Trek, the J.J. Abrams, you know, we're going to reboot this and then make, not do anything decent with it because fuck you all. Uh, so... So, in that film, Nero, not Nero of Devil May Cry 5 fame, uh, Nero, as in Eric Banner fame, uh, travels back in time to kill the fuck out of Spock. And he arrives 25 years early. In the film's logic, he spends that 25 years doing jack diddly fuck shit all. Nice one. (laughs) But there is a canonical comic that fills in that gap. And I defy you to draw the Venn diagram of comic book fans and Star Trek 2009 fans. It's going to be mine, you. But that's my that's my that's my point, though. Like, listen, I think I think it's that like, should be the fucking film. Yeah, it definitely should be. But though the Star Trek 2009 fans, I think, are the people who are like, yeah, this is nerdy. Yeah, I'm a nerd. I'm good. 
read some comics now because right. I'm a nerd. Right. That's a nerdy thing to do. So you pick up that one comic. And it's like, oh, yeah, I love Spock. He's my favorite. <laughs> oh, man. What a bummer. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. So, so um, like, that's what I mean. So when I say about accessibility, like, yeah. you know, throws a little bit of a bow. Right. Um, where was I going with this? So I think that it's entirely fair what you're saying about Saraz and Mai, and certainly what we've said about like mixed media projects that require you to go out and spend all this money to to get a full story. I think I would submit that that's even worse than asking you to read about mythology, which you could do by going to a library, right, or just doing a Google search. Um, I think where I would like talk about Saraz and Mai is different and better is. With Ikuhara, like, yes, you have to put a lot of effort into it, but uh, I'm of the opinion that it's worth it. That, like, this hmm. show is asking something of you, but if you give yourself over to it um, and you you look into it, it's going to reward you. And a lot of things, I mean, most media, let alone anime, like, if you put a bunch of effort and start looking for connections and researching, you're just going to be not rewarded because people didn't think about it or it's not satisfying mm-hmm. or whatever, but, like... Mm-hmm. I think that the, there's, like, the well runs so deep on this that you are going to get back what you put in. And so I think this is a case of, like, yeah, we have art here that maybe isn't as accessible, certainly to us. And and I don't know, probably mm. not. I mean, just like every English spur- spurking, English spurking, English what? Just like every English-speaking person is not going to, like know what who Zeus is like not every Japanese person is going to know what uh Kawa Uso is you know what I mean so like there's there are still accessibility problems to a degree there because they're not spoon-fed but they could probably just go ask someone a little bit easier than mm-hmm. we could but anyway but my larger point is like I think like it's totally worth it to to put the extra effort in for this show uh as mm-hmm. as um it, it it requires you to to get the full kind of picture and and maybe not the full picture. I mean, who can get the full picture of a, of a piece of art? But um, but I also think that if you don't really care about getting the full picture or themes, like there is still stuff for you here in terms of the animation, mm. the color, the music, yeah. fucking great. And, or if oh, you just yes. are like, show me some weird shit, Japan, <laughs> then mm-hmm. you'll get you'll get it right. So. I want an acid trip, but without the illegality. Yes. Yes. As... Oh, all of this is uh, f- fucking massively illegal. Yeah. In fact, these children are underage. Yeah. Their butts should not be. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have to say, like, there's, something, <laughs> there's something very appropriate about, you know, like trying to smuggle drugs up your ass, and those same yeah. drugs would be taken to us to actually have this experience without watching the show <laughs> oh fuck right all right hit, hit me with another thing another discussy all right so this is more of a forward looking thing because we have to remind ourselves here like of course the last thing we did was promise neverland episode 12 and that's when hindsight came in and that got 2023 um but now of course we're being more prospective here uh, but i want to Quickly jump back all the way to Stream of Thought Season 1 where we talked about MMO Junkie. 
Now, if you were around then, we weren't doing it live, but we were discussing the show, of course, nonetheless. And to cut to the point very quickly here, I had a complaint about the show that kind of hindered it quite significantly for me, which is that we never got um, the full backstory of Morioka's uh, issues, you know, her self-esteem problems. Right. And that, to me, was a big deal because it just meant that I struggled to relate to her more and I felt there could have been some interesting dramas got from that. Why I'm bringing this, is this up here? Um, Kazuki, here's the thing, right? Him doing the cross-dressing, like, that's not usual for a kid his age. Now, I'm not saying that's bad. That's just usual. I'm talking strictly in terms of occurrence here. And there are any number of reasons he could be doing it that we can read into and agree. Like, I mean, I've heard people say, for example, uh, that they see it as a trans thing. You know, this could be him stepping into that world. Uh, which I should stress, by the way, as a cis person, I am probably very, very unable to comment on to so take all of what I'm saying here as a grain of, with a massive grain of salt. Uh, or alternatively, it could be, um, you know, as I've suggested, which is that it's his method of connecting with the idol, even if it is the idol he's trying to connect with in the first place, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But what I'm very interested, to, uh, what I'm going to be very interested to see as the show goes on is how it explains this, uh, his decisions, like, and why he does this to us. Not just because of the means in which it's going to convey it. Like, is he going to say it openly, or are we going to have to go through the sirens and my thing again to get more detail on his past? Because we've only seen the surface level of his issue here. We've only seen him doing it in the moment. Not about let him speak that way. And what I will, what I want to see, or what I'm hoping to see when this, this goes on, is even if what happens is not objectively true, like, let's say he has a number of negative experiences that he misinterprets quite badly. I still want the show to go into that, you know, area, because I think that, speaking for myself, like, there's a lot of a lot of bad things happen to people, like, you know, over time, and you can interpret them badly, and that leads you to, do, you know, to feel badly about yourself. The show doesn't have to be, show us the objective truth of how he came to be the way he is, but I do want it to show us a version of those events. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's really all I want to say on it but yeah. I, I'm very interested that it actually did this right at the beginning of the show rather than having it be a revelation at the end because you think like you know it could have been done differently where instead of it being um, a thing that they examine as time goes on but rather we just get bread from more and more hints um, as time goes on um, which is by the way one small camera trick I forgot to mention which is when um the sort of free protagonist, uh, Bakoto, whatever his fucking name is, is confronting Kazuki at the Kappa statue. And he says, you know that chick, don't you? This, by the way, is before we know he does cross-dress. There's a brief cut as he protests. Box. Where he's keeping the costume. Like box. Yes, I noticed that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cut yeah. to box. Yeah. So, on the one hand, the show could have used this as a revelation further down the line, a, oh, snap, moment, in which we're breadcrumbed all that. Well, I was I'm actually thinking, thinking, like, is she hiding in the box? <laughs> Boing! Pops yes. out. Uh, but I'm actually really appreciative of it doing this now because we're going to get the more interesting side of that, which is the why of how this came to be and not the build-ups just simply revealing it. You know, this, it's all well and good, you know, having anticipation of a firework going up. Well, sometimes having it go off for a start and then having it go off for a long time afterwards is much more interesting. If you follow my meaning, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, 
this may this will come back around to an earlier point you had, Shadon. But I here's the thing I thought was kind of cool. Um, and you know, please tell me if I'm overreaching here. But uh, do you remember? Um, let's see. Was it uh, when? Why am I having a? Why is my brain blanking right now of all time? Why have Why have my brain blanking? Why have my brain blanking? Um, okay. When When Sarah the idol, uh, I just have to stop looking at chat. It keeps distracting me deeply. Um, when Sarah like sort of signs off with good Soraku, um, I this is what I wanted to look at is just like that word and kind of like unpack it. Because we already talked about Sarah, right? And Tulu Bell pointed out in chat, it just means plate uh, or dishu. Um, and, uh, you know, it's then we talked about it, how it's connected to Sarah Zanmai. So the word Sarah, the name of the idol also, um, is that indention on the top of the Kappa head that they're supposed to keep filling up with water so that they can walk around, right? Um, mm. And. We've got this show where an idol is saying, your fortune is boxes, more boxes. More boxes means more happiness. Consumerism. Right, and the way she signs off, right, is good saraku. So, like, keep filling yourself up. Keep keep pouring the water on, right? Keep filling your... Buy more shit. Yeah, and so I think, like, uh, I, I think specifically like that kind of like compulsively consumerist behavior is going to be like a big kind of talking point in the show. Mm -hmm. um, yep. I hear yep, you on that. That's, <laughs> I was just reading through I my mean, notes. I was talking off the cuff and I was like, did I say anything else? Um, no. I mean, you know, bear in mind, like the, like she's the big, She's only public figure we've seen in the first episode, apart from the police. But like the only like public authority, like she's the one who's actually giving out the news later on when the Kappa statue is destroyed. So she has a big presence here for someone who is basically just Kazuna AI, uh, or at least this show's version of it. So mm -hmm. yeah, we'll have to see how it pans out. But I think like overall, like there's certainly a lot to think about here, even as someone who's just a bit as you know naive as I am about the mythological elements and the overall implications of it. But, yeah. For it to lay all the cards it has done on the table now, particularly Kazuki's breakdown at the end, uh, I... I'm super I'm super interested for the uh, for the future of this uh, show and what's going to come next. It's going to be a wild fucking ride, that's for sure. Well, I think Tallulah, so like, it's not just we all hate Amazon. It's just, it's like Ikuhara and... They didn't deliver Land of the Lustrous 8 to me on time, Steve. <laughs> like, wait until next week. He's used boxes before, but they're never labeled. They're labeled according to, like, the biggest, like, shopping entity, right? Um, and our desires, these things that are immaterial, really are made, reduced to the material and put inside these Amazon boxes. Um, they hide secret desires, but they're I, that label 
is not just, you know... It's just a label. Yeah, it's not just a label. It means a thing. It definitely means something, but what I'm saying is it hasn't been explored yet. The boxes so far have just been about connections, I think. Well, not directly, but I think... Not directly. Indirect have been about objects that help people establish connections. Indeed. But we've also said that, like, I wonder if connections as these characters understand them like are they what we mean by connections are they like i don't want to say better connections but are they fuller like how are they limited by like being kind of confined the way they are i don't know i don't think they're confined i mean we'll find out they're they're definitely confined in the case of Kazuki Mishima. Like his connection kind of requires him to do something that makes him hate himself. But I don't think they're confined in any way for at least the nerdy kid. Well, I think. Well, why can't he just talk to Kazuki if he or assuming they it will. is Kazuki? They will. They right, will. but why does he have to buy a thing and give it to him to to stage this? Why can't he just? He, they did say they did say they will talk about it later. They do say it in the thing. They will talk. He just, you know, probably misses him. Probably, you know, wants to do something about it. It's I think it's like a kind of a fitness tracker or something. Well, I, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was related to the football thing. Got a Fitbit. Yeah, got him a Fitbit. Yeah, I think like I do. I do very much think the Capazon.jp is well. Apart from obviously being a poke Amazon a little bit, I think it's at least a little bit on the level of you know, uh, Mac Dinos or whatever, or whatever you see in a lot of anime, where it's very clearly you know the real world restaurant, but it's just got a slightly thing like Pizza Shack, Pizza Hats. Uh, Yeah, I think the anonymity of the box is important too. Like, I think uh, the the trickster was saying like. The box, it can function on multiple levels, and Iku's symbolism definitely does that a lot of the time. Yeah, and like, definitely. I, I think someone, I, I was it, I forget who it was in chat, was saying, like, the boxes can also, you carry them everywhere, and they took it as, like, maybe this is your sort of secret online Baggage. identity. You know what I mean? Like, you're anonymous, but, like, flimsily. You want to be connected, but you want to hide. Um well, this but is why I said yeah. Back, yeah, the background characters are rather the fact that the general public are just mm-hmm. wait, no you know, rest, 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 rest room sign. Yeah, I just think if if it wasn't about if it wasn't about this stuff, if it wasn't about capitalism, consumer culture, Consumerism. they would just they would just the, be boxes. Yeah, they would yeah. just be bags people carried around or boxes. Yeah, definitely. I think and I'm saying I think that will maybe be explored. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I totally hear you. I, I think Stay tuned. There's, still <laughs> view it. there's definitely more to come. Uh yeah. because this show does seem like um also very direct compared to something like Revolutionary Girl Utena. Um at least the way I remember Utena. There's some fucking inscrutable shit in the, the Black Rose arc. I'm just like, what is happening here? Um do I have any more stuff? Uh, do you guys want to talk about the the lack of of empathy about the secret desires at all? Um, the day with the fact that they were gonna you know go for it anyway. I I don't know how much to make of this right now. Um, mainly because I think that 
you could read it on a simple level of we got turned into cappers and we got turned back real fucking fast and all else doesn't matter. Like, I mean, they still kind of very specifically taunt the dude. They talk about how he has secrets when he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. They definitely kind of... It, it's your fault. It's, it's your just, fault. They're, yeah, yeah they're, they're not like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. They're like, it's your fault. You're a binge. Mm-hmm. Eat it. And then they yeah. stick. Yeah. So so I think there's definitely well, I wasn't that mostly said by Kazuki Mishima. It was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Maybe so that, that's, that's where I'm getting that he hates himself kind of. Yeah. Because like he's a, because thing. he's saying out loud how he feels about himself and he's just mm, uh, you know externalizing it to someone else. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. 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 I think that's very good. It's a good point. Um, that's a very good point. And uh well yes, yeah, so you're talking about not Trickster is talking about the lack of subtlety. Like, Ikuhara a lot yeah. of times is, like, his abstraction is very obvious. I mean, like, he's got signs hitting people in the face. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's not to do, like, subtlety is not a thing that he's about. If that's what you're looking for, you're looking in the wrong place. There's there's depth, but just not the, the subtlety. Yeah. There's denseness so, so, yeah. about that. Yeah. There's no subtlety, but yeah, I think it's definitely a kind of a character development point. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we already kind of set up character dynamics you know people know about his secret uh so both for the people that he's kind of stuck with and also for himself probably that's going to be an interesting character arc (laughs) (laughs) timekeeper no i'm Uh, I'm not turning into a fucking capper yeah so this is a good like okay thank you just bend over (laughs) thank you Tallulah for adding the full context of the quote that Indeed, you know, having a secret that could get you in trouble, a, a la okay. like Kazuki's own secret he feels could get him Indeed. in trouble. I just, it doesn't yeah, even need to be legal. Yeah, it doesn't even need to be legal. I think it just simply be his parents giving him a hard time for it. And uh, so, in my opinion, I don't think you can overthink Ikuhara show. So I'm gonna do what I would normally say is overthinking about. I mean, the whole just the whole construct of the boys are are Kappa. And their desires that they don't want anyone to see. Like, everyone has secrets that they don't want people to see. Whether or not they feel like it could get them in trouble. I mean, if if toys is a gun, that's going to get them in trouble. Um, mm-hmm. They want to keep them private because they're these representations of these extremely, like, personal, mm-hmm. deep-rooted, psychological um, things. These uh, desires that they have. And... I have once again drawn a blank. Motherfucker, what was I talking about? Okay. Um, Is your memory being wiped by a, a frog? You know, exactly. not a frog, sorry. He I shouldn't call him a frog. Oops. He keep, yes. Uh, Kepi continues to wipe the memory. Um, <laughs> well, so, like, yeah, they have these things taken from them uh, by people, uh, people, zombies, that uh, whatever zombies are, like, I don't know, like, I'm a dead zombie. Or at the end, he was floating up saying, I'm a dead zombie. Um, <laughs> like, so the construct, like, they're presented with is like, well, you have to steal them back. They're stolen from you. It just feels like, man, does it really need to be competitive? Do they need to do this thing to other people that they had done to them to get back what they want or to, like, realize that their happiness or whatever? Because, like, I don't know, like, that was the way Toy was justifying it. Because they were, like, you know, he's just saying, 
look, we're just taking back what was stolen. That's it. But that's not really what they were doing. They were exposing the secret of this guy also. Like, they were causing this, like, doing this violence to him, this, this emotional violence to so, to hide their own secrets. And so, that just so, feels like, I'm sorry, I will, I just want to, like, I just think, uh, if to me it just felt like saying something that I can't quite articulate yet about systemic violence and how systems will cause us to do this violence to each other for things we think are so justifiable. Go ahead, Ford. A few things. So I'm not quite sure what the connection between the zombies and the actual humans is. Because, you know, we see the person actually being alive. Yeah. And exactly. in prison. So I don't think he is the zombie. It's It might just be that, you know, when when their desires are found out, they go to the zombies or something. So I don't think, like, they were actually kind of committing violence against the person itself, maybe the zombie kind of gets the secrets, steals the identity or something. Maybe more Persona 5 style. So much Persona references. I so don't many. These. But it's, hey, it's applicable, though. It's applicable, though. Inaccessible you know, stream. <laughs> yeah, clearly I did Can not we like... have a 10-hour prologue where we explain Personas 3 to 5? A, t- a translator's note. No, tell, tell me how it's like Persona 5, because I'm not... Well, Please you know, that. They break, it, break into the palace, steal the person's, mm-hmm. you know, treasure. Are you not saying, like, that the organ in the anus is not similar in that in concept? Oh, no, that's a... Yeah, sure, of course. We call it virginity. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking treasure. It's, we're not 12, you know? <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so I don't think it's actually harming the person in question, or as it is relieving them of, you know, this desire they have, this one that's, I mean, let's put it bluntly here, the guy they sealed the desire from, uh, his desire is just to hide his head in cardboard boxes while butt-fucking naked. I wouldn't yeah, call but, that a good thing, well, if I'm but, quite honest. But we don't know the full context, just like if you were like, you know, well, this guy's desire is to dress up like an idol and take pictures of himself, like... I mean, I don't. I'm not saying you would make fun of it. I'm just saying, like, the, these things all are so personal and complicated. They require so much context to make, not uh, to not like reduce them to something that that they're not or something lesser than they are. Mm-hmm. I guess. So may, maybe mm-hmm. there's a great reason he wants to lay naked and put his head up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But um, is that like? Uh... <laughs> Thank you, Sula Bell. That was yeah. <laughs> I didn't even send that if I'm quite honest, so uh, kudos yeah. to you for that. Nice kudos use of you. use oh. of hyphen. <laughs> like I've oh. already made like fifteen horny jokes this episode. I'm not gonna go over this one. <laughs> well, I'm gonna move away from that rear end there and just talk about this instead very briefly. Uh which is you yourself, Doc, said to us off cast that you saw uh what's the prince's name again? Kepi? Kepi. You saw Kepi as basically being analogous to uh, Kyubei from uh, Manica Magica. <laughs> well, I was half-jokingly throwing it out there, but I think it's super possible. I think it's very on the table that he is yeah. um, misleading them about everything. They didn't ask this to be fair either. I mean, all they did was call him a frog, and I know that, like, you know, gods and deities can get really up and see Right. But, you know, is he necessarily asking their best interests here? 
We will find out on the next episode. Uh, all the one, one after. One all more, the one after that. One more question. Um, what do you guys think was going on? Like, when... Okay, we see Kazuki taking that selfie twice. The first time, it is just the drawing of Azuma Sarah. The second mm-hmm. time, we see it maybe through Toy's eyes. I don't know, but we see... Or maybe through his own Kazuki's eyes, because it's his desire we're kind of mentally re-entering into. He looks just like Kazuki. Like, did you see, like, how that how different they look? And why? Like, what what's going on there? What? Go, are you, are you go, go back and watch. You know, okay, where, where Toy's breaking into the car and he's taking yeah. a selfie of himself. Well, his, his voice is different as well. well yeah, this, it's, it's a different voice actor. And the look is different. He, yeah. It's I, I think just the character design. Like it. I, I think it's basically, yeah, so that it, it's, like... Now that we're kind of getting the context of who it is, it's easier to see. No, 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 no. It's not the same. It's a different. It's just her. It's the idol's character design the first time, and the second time it is the other care. It's the other character design. I know. I'm just saying, like maybe. I think what that signifies is that you know, like the dude kind of saw her at a glance, and it's like it's easy to mistake it. And now you have the context that he is that. Yeah, I get. Okay. Yes. I get what you're saying. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Actually. Well, I thought the I thought the design that was being shown was just his alone, uh, Kazuki's to them, um, and the difference is, first time around, it's meant to imply how um, Tai sees him, sees him like basically thinking he is the idol entirely. Right. Whereas Kazuki in the desire section when we're getting it through the uh, the leak as they call right, <laughs> he's seen himself, and there's a disconnect between the performance that Tai sees. And what he thinks he's pointing out there, in the same way that you can be unconfident about how you sound over the phone. I mean, no doubt I sound differently to people now than I think I sound myself, perhaps. So maybe it's that kind of disconnect there. So every single episode, we're going to have a musical number, and they're going to take the Shirikodama and do the Sarazanmai, and we'll see uh, that through the connection of the boys or whoever else they add into the circle. We're going to see their desire. That's so interesting. Like, I feel like that you could do some really big things by showing us scenes we've already seen from the anime, but just from the perspective of the person whose desire you're revealing. Here, yeah, yeah, here it's, yeah, here it's just to do this thing like Vorg talked about. Um, like, well, yeah, maybe in the, can, ne- maybe in the next really episode, big. like, we don't see that he's breaking into a car where you see a kind of slightly different narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Well, on top of that as well, like, this thing that they're seeing, like, the leak, like, it happens to all of them, but there's no consent on anyone's part. It's just kind of like an outpouring that is forced on by the process of the Sirens of Mine. So when, in that case, then, are we going to have them start confessing or talking about their inner issues and feelings openly without requiring that as a method of doing so? Well, that will be I'm, a bit of Pretty sure, you know, a lot of this episode was kind of set up. So I think the... It's episode one, of course. It that, is. That, yeah, the, so I think the time that was kind of occupied by setup in this episode will be kind of, you know, more character moments and stuff in the next episodes. Although, you know, um, uh, personal, you know, personal desires of the week and stuff. That's very mm. cool, Chuparanko. Mm, sure, yes. and, yeah, and I'm eagerly, anticip- 
And I'm eagerly anticipating more, you know, uh, what was it called? The Incredible Voyage, just up the butt. Because there's anybody <laughs> going back from our way. I'm just waiting for a character called Bando to show up da-da, and be da-da, a badass. Well, there are no beaches in this episode, so obviously that ain't happening. Bando! There are no beaches in the inner city. He ain't going to show up. Listen, Kuchiburanko had a bando. He played baseball. Ah, oh, yeah. That's baseball right. bando. The other baseball bando. bando. <laughs> the other you know, best. and the guy was like, bando! And that was you, your day made then, regardless of what else happened in that oh show. Oh my god, yes. Okay, let's rate this, uh, this bad boy. Let's rate this episode. <laughs> Man, we're not going to be short on things to use as comedic, like, you know, measures here. Like, I had to stretch a little bit here and there for the promised Neverland, but I'm not going to have any trouble. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, for me, like, as far as the first episode goes, what should the first episode have come? Like, you have the free episode rule and all that, but some people, like, rightly, I would argue, think, fuck it, this first episode was gash and I ain't watching any more of it. Does it want me to watch the, the remainder of the show? Yes, absolutely. Was it something I'd never seen before and completely caught me by surprise? Yes, absolutely. I found, I, like, I could make little quibbles here and there about accessibility. I think the pace was also a little too fast for my personal taste here. Uh, to where it didn't allow certain thing, emotional beats to breathe as much as they should have done, such as with the revelation of the crossroads. I feel like if they could just spend a little bit more time to start let that air out a little bit, that would have been welcome. But the fact that it's going into this territory brazenly, confidently, but with empathy and sincerity, like, we didn't really talk about it so much, but the framing of that scene is never meant to be at the expense of Kazuki. I can think of so many ways that you could have filmed or animated that, where he was made the butt of the joke. Haha. Um, so, all in all, I'm going to go and give this episode... <clears throat> I'm going to give it four out of five Carol out of five. I think it's a, I think it's a damn fine start to a show. Uh, your mileage will definitely vary. There's no me about it on this one. <laughs> and I'm not going to send all sorts for everyone. That would be silly of me to say. But um, insofar as getting me to want to watch the rest of it and see what happens next, yeah, absolutely. fucking Lily. Vork? Hey, so I'm gonna give this episode four frogs. No, no, please wait. Oh no, you did it four times over as well. You doubly, triply, quadruply fucks. Oh no. Oh, you've got to be pooped out so much. Quack. Or wait, are they? They're. They make different sounds. Your turn. I don't think I don't know what to say about this episode. Like, it, definitely an assault in my senses because it's like so, like so many things, so many kind of weird cuts, so much like, uh, very very colorful, very fast paced, a lot of kind of information. I'm very interested to see where it goes. Kero, Kero, Kero. Uh, oh, I believe the sound is. <laughs> yes. You're going to order a fucking cowbell off Amazon Prime, aren't you? <sighs> I can't process that at the moment. <laughs> Being in the stream. 
But you also have to order it off Capazon. You can't order it off Amazon. Capazon. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be a frog-shaped cowbell. All right. Uh, I'm going to go uh, four and a half D shoes out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I Brilliant for me. I loved it. Uh, I, man. Mm. It's Ikuhara, and I just really enjoy his work so much uh visually and narratively um I, i'm so excited to have him back in my life and <laughs> try to figure out what the fuck is happening um nanami man if there's another I... oh the cow yes so yes that's a nutena joke about wearing the the cowbell and becoming the cow uh aikahara references okay so um <laughs> I don't think we have any Twitter polls today because we were very wrapped up in the uh, discussion. Um, maybe we can get some of those out. Uh, through. Am I wrong about that, Shadon? Do we have? We don't oh, have sorry? polls, right? No polls. I've not really thought. I've not thought as much uh, yet, but we'll put some up after okay. the stream is on. Yep, we'll go after. That's per. So check the Twitter account, Watery Desho, for that. Um, and uh, does anybody have any questions in the chat? I don't know how much of a delay that there is here, so um, we can give it just a minute, I guess, to... I will hammer out some polls while it does. <laughs> to ask a few uh, questions, if anybody wants to know our thoughts on anything. I mean, we've we've been talking back and forth, and I've been seeing the discussions was really good. Thank you all for hanging out with us and talking. Um, uh, and I'll just say, I guess now, um, while we are seeing if there's any chat questions that uh, you can follow us on Twitter at What Are We Dish Show. You can, of course, subscribe to the YouTube that you may be watching now. If you're doing On Demand, uh, you know, you can uh, you can subscribe. Or you're not On Demand, but if you're doing via podcast, we have the YouTube that you can subscribe to. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Uh, please like, subscribe, and follow, and, and share. Uh, it helps us, and we want to keep growing our community because we love you guys. And uh, looks like we have our first question from the chat. Um, Yuki Nan says, "Did you think I'm Yuki? Bl- bless you. Did you think the idol Sarah had extremely cute eyebrows? Yes or yes? Yes, yes! absolutely. I- idol uh, Kazuki is adorable, also." It's like I said, you know, she won the she. You know, like how uh, Demolition Man had the franchise wars, left Taco Bell in. She clearly won the you know the virtual YouTube awards. Firstly, killing Kizuna AI in the Great Battle <laughs> twenty twenty. Yes, no question. Um, it, I have not been a fan of those kind of eyebrows on certain characters, but like I love uh, Azuma Sarah here. I think she's called she's called Sarah, but is it Azuma? Uh, where is the? Yep, Azuma, Azuma Sarah. Yeah, I, I really liked the way that looked, and all the character designs are super duper appealing, which is like a hallmark of Iku's work. Um, who he gets to to do that? I've never, I haven't really looked at an Iku work before and been like, these character designs are balls. Like these are so good. <laughs> um, it doesn't look like there's anything else. Just uh, some good old Utena talk about Nanami, which if if you haven't watched Revolutionary Girl Utena, 
Highly recommend that you watch it. It is. He told me it's gay. It's the gayest. So you should watch it. I'm going to watch it one day. It is uh, much longer than this will be. Like, this is going to be, I think, 11 episodes. Yurikuma was 11 or 12. Uh, Utena is 39 with a movie. Um, and the movie... Wait, wait. The movie's... Oh, what? Go ahead. Uh, speaking of gay, I don't I don't know if we explicitly said it, but the glasses kid is super gay for Kazuki Mishima, isn't he? Mm, yes. <laughs> Mm, We've been cool. the, what, okay. what are they? The golden duo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah. the golden duo. The golden lovers. That's mm-hmm. that's a, has some very interesting connotations. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there, please. But I'm not gonna go there. Children. <laughs> Think of the children. Uh, they are children. Yeah. You know it's funny. I am out so there is a wrestling tag team called the Golden Lovers. Uh, or there was, they're broken up now and they were very in the storyline was that they were, uh, partners and, uh, they had various moves like the golden triangle and such, but they also did a move where they both jumped off the top rope, uh, either one after the other or at the same time that they called the golden shower. <laughs> oh. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, oh, the announcers had to say it too, which is just great. Uh, <laughs> so, on that note, uh, thank you, everybody. We've just about hit the two-hour mark, so um, think of questions that you'll have for us next time. I can't wait to do episode Indeed. two. Um, love you all. Thanks for hanging out. You can see our Twitter handles under our picture. So... If you want to talk more stars and my or other things, uh, please uh, give us a shout out. Is there anything you folks want to plug before we get out of here? Mm, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm keeping, I'm keeping my cast in my chest at the moment as to what I'm going to be doing next. Mm. Mm. See me in Tekken. I play Tekken. <laughs> See me in the Tekken. Tekken. Did you? You went to a? Did you go to a Tekken tournament? I did. You did, right? And you did. You did well, right? No, did you do what? Well? We were tweeting about a game. Oh, was it Eunice that you made like top sixteen? I, I made top sixteen there. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck yeah! Great job. That's awesome. Um, sure. How big was the field? What do you mean? A sixteen out of. Like, were there seven, 17 players, the 100 players? Uh, I think, like, 60. Oh, that's, that's awesome. The top third. Look at you. Hey. I sucked, but, like, I'm, I'm a lot better now. I think both Tekken and that game, so I'm going to destroy you. Didn't drown in pools, indeed. Fucking <laughs> winner. All right. I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks to everyone in chat once again. Indeed. Um, very happy and Friday, Carol. Happy everyone. Friday. And happy Friday. Until next time, embrace each other, everyone, to the ends of the universe. <laughs> Good night. Mwah. Good night. I'm coming for your ass.
a good librarian like a good shepherd. <laughs>